Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Shooting the Breeze with Blake and Jack. Uh, today, I'm joined by a special co-host, uh, Owen O'Town Washlegger. That's right. Uh, Owen, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. So, you know, I'm a communication here major at the Mount. Um, teammates with Dean, as we call him here at Mount yep. St. Mary's. Uh, from Connecticut, um, you know, baseball player. Uh, got my own radio show here on campus, second take on Wednesday nights, 8 to 10. Uh, but we're going to have fun with the podcast. Uh, I'm a senior here at the Mount, so uh, trying to get a fifth year Gardner Minshew shout out. So, uh, <laughs> yep. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah, so I'm excited to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Uh, all your award-winning listeners out there, uh, Jackson cannot be with us due to uh, scheduling conflicts. So have, uh, like I said, uh, very, uh, very, uh, just a very, very good overall co-host. Like I said, he's got his own radio show. Uh, definitely have a lot of faith in him to uh, get us through the show. Great guy. Um, so I'm glad to have him on. Uh, Jack, shout out to you, buddy. You're going to be listening to this one as an award-winning listener. Let us know what you think. You know, we're getting we're getting all sorts of perspective on this episode. Uh, so with that said, we're going to go ahead and uh, get into uh, the script for today's show. Uh, I believe today we're going to go ahead and start off uh, with Mount Women's Soccer. Um, we'll, we'll, got, we have a couple things to say about the, yeah, the, the Lady Mountaineers. Um, you know, one and eight to start the year. Yep. Not yep. a start you want for Tori Krause as, as the head coach. No, not at all. One and eight. Uh, 0-2 in the conference. Got a big game tomorrow, 1 o'clock in Central Connecticut Blue Devils. Yep. It's a must-win in the NEC. Oh, must-win. Must-win. So we'll go ahead and get into that later. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about uh, today's uh, college football games and uh, Maryland and how they suck so yep. bad. <laughs> Tough loss for Maryland last night. Terrible loss. Terrible. Uh, after that, we're going to go ahead and jump over to switch gears and jump over to baseball. Uh, especially Pete Alonzo. He's one of the key guys we'll be zeroing in on today. The polar bear. Uh, yep. Yep. What a guy. What a guy. Had a night. Uh, Go ahead and jump to the postseason picture there for the league. Uh, we'll talk about, going to take a quick break, jump into uh, maybe some personal life. Uh, going to go ahead and talk about how uh, Mount St. Mary's University has been treating myself and Owen. Yep. Uh, go ahead and going to talk about the baseball team for a little bit, talk to uh, Mount, talk about Mount basketball. Uh, going to go ahead and get into uh, our NFL picks for tomorrow. And then we got a special uh, guest. Tomorrow and Monday, and we're going to go ahead and wrap it up uh, with special guest Tommy Esposito. Yep, Zito will be on the show. He's my co-host for Second Take, the radio show. Uh, 89.9 Emmitsburg. So uh, let's get going with the show, Dean. Yep, let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I'm glad to get started. Uh, Mount, Mount Women's Soccer. Let's talk. Yep, Mount Women's Soccer. Got a big game tomorrow in Central Connecticut. It's a must-win for the Lady Mountaineers at Waldron Family Stadium tomorrow uh, afternoon. It's a football Sunday. we got a scrimmage in the morning, but we'll be there. The Absolutely. baseball team will be there Absolutely. representing. Uh, Central Connecticut, 2-3-4 and four on the year. A lot of ties. They're playing okay. not to lose. But, but also um, not to win. Not to win. Yep, they, they, yeah. like, they were projected to win, uh, come in first place in the Northeast Conference. And they're right now they're 0-1 in the conference, so they got a tie. Yep, yep. Uh, just... Just uh, we're gonna go ahead and start from the jump with uh, Mount St. Mary's. Uh, their their season so far. Um, we're gonna like like Owen said, they are uh, one and eight with no ties through nine games. Um, Owen two in the conference, uh, and they've scored two goals in the year. Yeah, two goals. I mean, it's not what we're looking for as Tory Krause, the head coach in the offense. You know, they're not really getting it going early. Um, you know, they got to make some adjustments here. Had two two or three key players graduate last year. One of them, Jenna West, actually is playing pro uh, overseas now. So a lot of freshmen, a lot of newbies to the program, and um, we'll see how tomorrow is the. It's a must win, as I said before, and um, you know they're 0-4 at home, which you don't like to see on home turf. They oh, gotta, no, not at they got to protect it tomorrow, yep. and hopefully get their first win in the Northeast Conference. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. But um, just, I mean, I'm not a soccer person. Uh, Owen, I don't know if you are or not. Um, you're got, soccer, some, you're got, got some soccer running in the family. Okay. okay. A, little you know, a little bit of soccer connections here. My dad's um, actually head coach of a. High school soccer, they didn't have a coach this year, and he stepped in okay. and took the role. Well, good guy, great guy. So hopefully they get a couple wins at yeah. inner, inner City Hartford School. So, okay. you know, he's, he's doing it for the better, and that's good. And they got a team now, so hopefully they can uh, win a few games this year. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so the overall record between Central Connecticut and Mount St. Mary's, Central Connecticut holds a 17-4-3 lead with the all-time uh, with, Mount, with the Mountaineers. So, okay. so obviously, they're coming with the advantage. Yep, big advantage. Should be a beautiful day tomorrow. You know, upper 80s, humid. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to see you. The girls are going to have to be well, uh, well hydrated. Oh, yeah. And um, got to attack early. They're going to have to get a good rest tonight. Exactly. Agree. Yep. You know, they got to attack early. Yep. And um, Maggie Barron is, is, is pretty solid in goal. Okay. Uh, she's a transfer from Rutgers. So, they got to get the ball to, to Maddie Chu, Elizabeth Rockhill. Okay. And they got to get the offense going early. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, and along with the offense, I mean, like you said, got to, got to strike first, obviously, but um, just going going through, I mean, they've lost every game, but, you know, soccer, you're going to see a lot of one nothing games, maybe a 1-1 one -one yep. tie, uh, something like that. No. So, uh, it, there's actually, uh, what is that? Two back-to-back -back losses, 3 nothing. Yeah, two back-to-back -back losses that they lost 3 nothing. two back-to-back -back losses they lost 2 nothing. They get they were outscored 10 nothing through four games. I mean, that's, that's horrendous. Wouldn't you agree? Horrendous. I mean, we were at the Campbell game. Big yeah. South opponent. They yeah. hung. They hung with them in the first half. They did. It was one nothing at halftime, and you know they just really you know Campbell overpowered them in the second half. But Maddie Chu and, and Jasmine McCree are the only two Lady Mountaineers ever scored this year. Okay. Two goals through nine games. It's not what we're looking for. Room. A lot of room for improvement. A lot of room for improvement. A lot of room for improvement. You know, can only go up from here. Yep. Um, have a better game plan. You know, they got to play to win and play not to and they can't play not to lose. Yeah. I mean, if you play not to lose, you're looking. Best case scenario, a tie. We gotta start. Getting, we we can't. Have, there's no room for ties at this nope. point in time. We gotta start winning yeah. games. We gotta, gotta start winning. Gotta start getting those points and move up in the rankings of the Northeast Conference. Only four teams make it. Yeah. In the playoffs. So yep. last year they made it for the first time in in 23 or 27 years. So we're looking to go back there. Yep. And it's gotta start tomorrow. It does. And uh, like you said, you know, big. Uh, we're we're underclassmen heavy on the well, on the women's soccer team here. That's right. A lot and, of freshmen. Uh, next year at the uh, the St. Francis game. Yep. Um, there appear to be uh, a large class of uh, incoming freshman women. At, at um, least ten, I would say. Yeah, at least ten. I'm talking. We're talking ten to twelve girls here. It looks like we're going to be uh, freshman heavy next year as well. Um, I mean, really, with this, I don't know if they're looking maybe, uh, you know, to really run the table a couple years down the road, but I don't understand why you think that far ahead. You only got four years with each girl. You know, you should make the most of the opportunities you have now, right? It's not it's not a professional team. You're not signing these girls for six, eight, ten year contracts. You're 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 giving them some scholarship money to come and play for four years. I mean even last year they made the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So you look to get back to the playoffs this year yep. instead of we're in the rebuilding phase. And I don't I don't really like how that's going. I, so I don't either playoffs last year, got a lot of young freshmen, got the transfer um, Elizabeth Rockhill from Coastal Carolina. Yeah. You know, a little bit add great offensive player. Add to the Phenomenal. offense, you know, get her the ball, give her some through balls. Let her yep. run. She's very yep. quick, uh, and she's got a good shot. So, you know, we got to build on it this year, and I think they they got to go after the winning phase instead of the rebuilding. Yeah, I mean, coming off coming off a playoff run, that's yes. what you got to do. Absolutely. And I, like I said, we, we hope that starts tomorrow for those uh, the Lady Mountaineers. But uh, just a quick flashback, going uh, St. Francis game. Let's let's talk about the St. Francis uh, Red Flash visiting Emmitsburg, Maryland. So St. Francis came in. They won it in 16 and 17, went to the NCAA tournament, yep. and they came in, projected to finish second in the Northeast Conference. The Lady Mountaineers held a 1-0 lead at halftime, as we were there tailgating in the first half. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we are heckling the goalkeeper, heckling yep. the players. Right outside, right outside of the, right behind the uh, St. Francis goalkeeper. Yep. Literally, I'd say, what, maybe 15, 20 yards behind her? 15, 20 yards behind yep. her. We're, uh, you know, it's a Division One. We are up on the fence. Division One contest. You know, they're on the pitch. We're heckling, and we're getting into it as, as good fans. Yep. And... Who comes over and tells us we need to stop arguing? Uh, is that the uh, assistant AD, if I'm, if I'm correct? Or Either the assistant something? AD or the, you know, the some pro, big shot. We'll program coordinator. Yeah, some big shot. Somebody that was in charge of the game. They came over and, over and told us to stop, you know, talking about the other team. Yeah, apparently we're not allowed to, uh, to heckle a little bit. I mean, Division One sports, I mean, you got to be able to deal with it. got to be able to deal with it. I mean, it's second to, second to professional. Yeah. We're, we're gonna go one step away. We're going to go from Division One, and, you know, we're getting in their heads, and Mount St. Mary's held the 1-0 lead at halftime. Yeah. And they they go into the locker room with their heads high. Yep. Uh, St. Francis was didn't have a good record coming in, but they're projected to finish second in the NEC. Halftime comes around, it's one nothing. We then move in yes. to the stands. From we migrate from outside the fence uh, behind uh, St. Francis' first half goal. Uh, migrate into Waldron Family Stadium, the lower left hand side yep. of the of the bleachers. Yep. Right in, right next to the St. Francis goalkeeper. Uh, she's yep. on the and other side of the field, closer to the yep. closer to the arc. Set up shop right on top of her, pretty much. 15, 15, 20 guys on the baseball team there. Yep. Big you big know, turnout. I'd let, say we made up about thirty percent of the attendance that night. Yep. We were letting the other team hear it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And what happened after that, Dean? Like a church. Uh, so we made it through the second half, and we were getting eyes from the same gentleman that uh, decided to give us our first and final warning uh, when we were outside the uh, outside the fence there. Um, and then we, a couple scowls, and you know, we're a unit. We all scowl yep. back. One, <laughs> nobody got up and leave. You know, if we if one gets yelled at, we all get yelled at. One has to leave, we all leave. We're a unit. We move as one. And uh, so, wouldn't you know it? Uh, St. Francis scores, ties it up in the second half, one-one ball game, and we had to overtime. Yeah, you know, we're, we're there supporting the team, yep, support, supporting the ladies as they do us in the spring. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what's funny is we got a warning sitting out, outside of the stadium. <laughs> and we go back into the stadium. He gives us our first warning inside the stadium. So it kind of, it, it's to me kind of like he didn't know we were the same group of guys. Yeah, and he referred to us as the other group. He said, guys, listen. I keep getting complaints from San Francisco. I have to, if he's going to address it, I have to address it. It's my job. And you say, okay, man, we respect that. 
But uh, you know, we'll take the one warning. Uh, yeah, we'll but we're going to continue to. But the, what we were laughing about here is uh, he referred to us as the other guys. Like I said, he said, guys, listen, I already told your other group of boys outside that they got to stop. You can't use the other team's first names. Well, wouldn't you know it? We were that group of boys. <laughs> uh, we like I said we backed up and moved inside. He couldn't tell the difference. I think that night air was getting to him. Yeah, you know, I think he, he couldn't really take take the heckling, and I think that's yeah. what you need to. Expect out of a D1 program. He showed a lack of mental fortitude, as yep. did St. Francis. You know, you know, at basketball games, we're there heckling, we're there, so, you know, supporting the team and cheering when good things happen. And I think um, we were doing just that mm-hmm. on last Friday night. Yep. It, we got uh, confronted twice, and, you know, he just said, settle down and root for your own team. And we continued to do that. And Elizabeth Rockhill almost had the game winner in the second half. From there. a corner kick. Yep, from, from a corner, corner From a corner. Bend it right and, around. And after 90, upper right 90. It's 1 1 St. Francis. Yep. We're heading to OT here in Waldron Family Stadium. Yep. Heading to OT. You know, play well in the first the first ten minutes of the overtime. Get into the second ten minutes, and not even a minute in, St. Francis ends it. Yeah. You know, on a on a tap, and you know it was a rebound. Yep. Rebound from one of their offensive players, and you know, another one tapped it in, and St. Francis wins two to one. Yeah. And I mean, as as a fan, you know, um, I'm not super disappointed. I'd say that we did our job as fans. You know, we yep. did we did our part. Exactly. Yeah, was, no, I think the, the Lady Mountaineers just couldn't fulfill their end of the stick. Yeah, right? and we gave a lot of support, and you know, we were cheering them on every time they were close to scoring, and they were they were controlling the play. And you know they were. I'd say we. They we, were projected to lose. I would say yeah. Come, coming into the game, and after 120 minutes, they lose two to one. But I think it's a good effort from the ladies, and especially us as fans. You know, we gave it all we yeah, had. We did, and I mean that's all. You, that's all you can ask for. That's all they can ask of us is to show up and support. And we did. We do that, and all we ask is that they do is not lose any more ball games. Yeah, you know, yeah, at this point, they shouldn't be content with ties, but I believe we as fans should be. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's time for for uh, the Lady Mountaineers to you know start start stepping up to the plate. I mean, you, it's the flashes are there. We uh, I, I I see that we get a lot of you know good opportunities to score, a lot of yeah. shots on that. Yeah, a lot of shots, and we just can't convert. You got to start converting at some point in time. Putting the ball on net isn't good enough. You have to yeah. put the ball in the net at this point in the season. We're, we're not taking laxative little kicks from the eighteen and just getting shots on target. Like you said, you know, we got to start putting them in the net. And it's going to come down to tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow's a big game for eight the Lady Mountaineers. We have eight games left. Eight, so, I mean, eight games left, about we, one yeah, game a week. Yep. If we fin- if we went out here, which is very unlikely, mind you, uh, we finished 9-8, one game above 500. I look and and maybe make finish, a push for the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I mean, conference plays where we're at now. Um, I think we need to win. Probably to make the playoffs, I'm going to have to go ahead and say uh, Central Connecticut's going to be a tough one. But Merrimack away. Merrimack's uh, Mer- first year in the conference. First year in the conference. So they're that, they're a mean, D2 program yeah, coming in. Coming so in. That we got to attack them and you know, let, yeah. them, let them know how the conference yeah, runs. Absolutely. And we so got to prove them that we're Division one, yeah. and, and they're our, our little sisters, as we uh, could say. I believe, I believe the uh, girls' soccer team there um, looks like they play at Merrimack on Friday. It's a long trip. Fourth. It is. I heard but they're uh, at Brian. I think they're flying one way. They might fly one way, but then yeah, they got Brian the following week. NEC fans. No, no, they have they have Brian the following Sunday, so they have one oh, off day yeah. up north. So they might be spending the night, you know, get a practice yeah. in at the JUCO up there, um, play Brian on Sunday, and get back here for uh, for Monday. So that's a big weekend because yeah. them. they can you know two games in three days and coming back uh, one and one or two and zero oh is what we want. Yeah, I mean, if, if they come back two and zero, oh, that is phenomenal. That is that is great momentum heading into a Friday home game against LIU. Um, and that that's probably a very good, winnable game. As, um, as fans might not know, in the Northeast Conference, the games are played on Fridays and Sundays. Yep. Fridays and Sundays, and they're viewed on NEC Front Row. So if yes. you'd like to tune in tomorrow at 1 o'clock, it's going to be on NEC Front Row. It is. At Waldron Family Stadium in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Uh, you know, if you can come out and support support the, support the Lady Mountaineers as they look to get their first conference win. Yeah, absolutely. And wouldn't you know it, the baseball team will be there. Baseball team? Put that, put that scrimmage, right. scrimmage at 8 a.m., yep. but we will be there before the game. Giving them all we got. Yeah, I mean, and we'll be heckling. We, we heckle. We heckle in pregame. I mean, with, we own so much real estate and opposing teams' heads. They don't even. The they they don't know what they're expecting. They're they're gone. The mental fortitude that these teams possess is sad. It's sad. You know, it's this is this is high school ball. You know, you're it's coming you're coming into a hostile environment here in Emmitsburg, Maryland, and we're going to support the teams to our full potential. You know, they might get a couple words here and there, but you know, they got to be mentally tough. You know, St. Francis, I don't think was mentally tough. So, so that's that. All right. On to the next. So, we got uh, some NCAA uh, football coming up. Uh, yeah, I believe so. All right, Ellen. Uh, let's go ahead and talk college football. So college game day today was in Nebraska. The featured game is Ohio State at Nebraska. Dwayne Wade and his wife were special guests on the show. And Lee Corso at the end of the day picked the Buckeyes to win. So here we go. Getting into the games. One of the big games today, Clemson-UNC. 
UNC, oh. UNC played their hearts out and came up 21-20 short. How, what's your take on the Clemson-UNC game? I mean, uh, you know, UNC obviously came out, uh, hit Clemson in the mouth. I uh, believe 14-0. They were 14 firing, nothing, firing yeah. early. You know, they, yep. they, they're playing. Uh, you know, they had nothing to lose. They're 2-2 two and two on the year. Yeah. And Clemson's number one in the country. They had nothing to lose. And Mac Brown had a very good game plan coming in. I think he, I think, I think he outcoached that uh, I think two or three on fourth down conversions, especially down the stretch there when it came down to it. Uh, UNC's final drive, uh, they faced uh, two fourths down. They converted on both yeah, of them. Two, one of them was a fourth and four. Yeah. You know, they convert. Uh, their quarterback had five... Five touchdowns, no incompletions, uh, no interceptions in the fourth quarter. And they were two and two as a team entering in the fourth quarter. Yep. And you know it was a, they they scored. Yep. So made a- it was a 50-50 ball game, really. I mean, they they have trailed uh, so f- before today. Uh, previously, all four games that they played, they've trailed going into the fourth quarter. They've won two and lost two. Yep. I mean, it was really a coin flip today. Um, you know, it was twenty-one twenty going to last drive. UNC scores, and we all expected that Matt Brown yep. and, and his good team two. goes you for two. You come this far, you can, you, you play to win. I mean, if they if they would have took them to overtime, I'd say that was a guaranteed Clemson win. But yeah, you know, I you, mean. Scoring the last last uh you know scoring the last possession of the game at home against the number one ranked team that's momentum right there. Yeah, and I think he looked to carry that into a two point conversion. Try to just try to end it right there. Yeah, you know UNC was two and two coming onto the year, and um, I think they got they, they had to win this ball game. You got to uh, score, and Mac Brown put his t- two fingers up right when they yep, scored, absolutely. and you know that's a great call going for two because they probably aren't going to stop pumps in the overtime as you said, Dean. Yeah. So final was twenty one twenty. I think UNC put their hearts out. I think UNC played better, and I think Mac Mac Brown. Outcoached Dabo 20, but it comes down to defense. And Clemson, you know, they stood. They showed up. They showed up when they had to, and they got a huge defensive stop, and they go on to win 21 20. Tell us about that onside kick that UNC almost recovered. Just about had it. I believe it uh, hit uh, one of Clemson's. Hands right, right through, yep. the, right right through, through the Clemson's hands, hands. A nice little bounce. Kind of bobbled around, four, and Clemson was just able to follow yeah, it. Four UNC players were around the ball, and they, they couldn't pick it up. And you, uh, Clemson got the ball, and that's a ball game. So 21-20 yeah. Clemson. I mean, UNC there, uh, should they recover that onside kick? Um, you know, they had no timeouts left, but they're recovering that on Clemson's side of the 50-yard line. You know, uh, I believe about 38 seconds yep. were left on the clock. Seconds, That's no enough for one or two plays and a spike. You the, know, the, the ball clock, in the middle field. Yep. The clock. The clock's, yep. The clock's going to stop temporarily on the first down. Yep. To get the, the chains on. Yep. So moving on, we got number 21 USC playing number 17 Washington. Washington comes out with the victory here, 28-14. Then we got Florida. Beating the FCS Towson. You know anything about Towson? This is a thirty-eight nothing win for Florida. Yep. Towson. This is this is pretty strange playing them in the in, the, uh, in week five. I would. I'd Not have Florida, to, uh, Towson, Maryland. You know what Maryland have, guys? Yep. I got a uh, buddy uh, played high school football with. Plays in Towson. Uh, I believe he started starting fullback uh, Luke Hamilton. If you're listening, shout out to you, buddy. Keep it up. Good work. Um, I, did, I watched a couple of Luke's uh, Luke's highlights today. Yep. Hammered a couple of Florida kids. Hammered nice them. Bullied nice. them. Yep. And uh, but I mean. I mean, Towson, you know, good FCS team, don't get me wrong, but I mean, playing an FBS, you know, powerhouse, not a, I wouldn't say powerhouse, Florida's not ranked, but I mean, they play, they play in the SEC, so I mean, they're obviously, they're, they're good, or not, yes. they are an SEC team. Yep. So, you know, yeah. you know yeah. strength of schedule here, yep. going up a little bit for Towson, uh, 38 nothing. the spread was probably around 40, yep. and we're moving on, we got um, Connecticut playing number 22 UCF, I'm a Connecticut guy, okay. uh, Randy Edsel took him to the Tostitos Bowl in 2012. And they're down 56-14. They haven't had good years since 2012. They've been horrendous. Um, they're down 56-14 here. They were down 28 nothing to start the game. Uh, they got nothing rolling here. UConn, they, they got to they gotta get better in the years to come. They got to do better recruiting. I mean, they play in a great stadium at, at Rancho Field, where the Patriots were originally supposed to play okay. until they got moved to Foxborough. Yeah. But we got right now we got Ohio State at Nebraska. You know, I, I, th- I picked Ohio State to win by 30. Ohio State is number five in the country. I think they're one of the better teams. And they're winning 48-7. With two minutes left in third at Nebraska, big college game day. You know Nebraska's going nuts. I mean, uh, this, I this is a good show out for Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, everybody saw Ohio State coming in. Um, you know, not maybe not everybody, but the majority of people out there uh, probably saw Ohio State coming in today. Easy victory against unranked Nebraska. I know it's in Nebraska. You know they're they're a Big Twelve team, um, and you know Nebraska Cornhuskers. You think yeah, usually yeah. A, a middle of the middle of the pack uh, program for the most part. You know, you know could get a couple team. upset wins. Yep, couple they're, upset they're wins. They're always, always solid. Always, yep. always solid in the Big Ten. And as you remember last year, Ohio State lost on the road. They got actually blown out on the road at Purdue. Yeah. So a lot of fans thought coming in that at an unranked opponent at Nebraska in the Big Ten that it'd be a lot closer than it was. And I don't think I don't I don't believe anyone should have picked Nebraska to win. But you know the spread was fourteen between fourteen and twenty I think. And um, Ohio State is going to come out with a victory there at forty eight. 48 to 7, and they make a big statement in the Big Ten. I think they're going to outright win the Big Ten. Yep. Uh, coming up next, uh, looks like uh, Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Um, 
in Oklahoma State, at Oklahoma State. Uh, Kansas State is ranked number 24 in the country right now, and in the third quarter with about 13 minutes left, Oklahoma State is up 16-3, to um, and it looks like Oklahoma State just started their possession. It's first and 10 right now at Oklahoma State's 16-yard line. Uh, but what do you think about this one? Yeah, I think this is Kansas State, you know, ranked 24th in the country. May they, should they be ranked? Should they not be ranked? Uh, I think this is a good win for the uh, for Oklahoma State at home, I believe. Yeah, at, at home, home. At home. You know, Kansas State coming in ranked. Oklahoma State, you know, hostile environment. I think this is going to be hopefully going to be a big one for them. I think some of the hardest the hardest places to play are you know in the Midwest there. Oklahoma, the Oklahoma big football schools, schools. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas A and M is always a hard place to get away with a win at. And Texas A and M always competes at home. You know the Big Twelve, a lot of yep. offense going on yep. as we see in Oklahoma and uh, and Jalen Hurts. So you know not a big offensive game so far. They usually don't you know not a lot of defensive uh, strategy in, in the Big Twelve. But I think um, you know offense is going to lead Oklahoma State here, and hopefully they can hold on and get a win. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we got uh, number seven Auburn uh, kicking Mississippi State's tail, fifty-six to sixteen. We saw that one coming. Yep. Yeah, Auburn's always solid. Yep. Fourth get, quarter. Yep. About ten minutes left. Uh, SEC football, man. SEC yep. football. Classic SEC football. Auburn always finds himself in the top ten coming at the end of the year, and you know maybe a top four team come playoff time. But they rank seventh right now, so we'll see how they be doing. And um, you know the SEC's top, so we'll see how they uh, end the season. But they're always a, a team that's always on the bubble, and they're always in a big a big bowl game. So they're going to be rolling fifty-six sixteen. In the fourth quarter, that one's over. Yep. And it looks like uh, the West Coast game for tonight is number 19, Utah, taking on Washington State at home. Uh, actually, look for Washington State and Mike Leach to, to come out with the win here. Yeah, you know, Mike Leach is a good coach. Uh, and Utah, you know, pretty good offensively. This will be this will be an interesting one because a lot of college game day, um, they picked Utah to win this one, but Washington State, you know, it could be an upset. Always, Washington State's always on the, you know, always a team that can can definitely pull off some tricks. Um, looks like Washington State actually just had a very great punt, uh, yeah. placing Utah at their own 10-yard line. That's right. Uh, here to start this draft. But uh, Mike Leach, you know, heck of a coach, very predictable. You know, he's a big, he's an air raid, air raid playbook type of guy. That's right. Uh, but he always seems to get the job done. He, he puts the offensive numbers up to win games. It's just, you know, got to see if Washington State's defense can pull through. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Yep. So uh, that's what we have for you right now uh, with college football. Uh, Owen, big Mets guy. Big uh, Mets guy. Let's, let's talk Pete Alonso. How do you think? What do you think about? Uh, what do you think about his year so far? You know, I think he's going to be the outright rookie of the year. He's okay. hit two sixty, yep. and he just hit his fifty third home run to overtake Aaron Judge as the rookie home run leader. And I think he's a, a future Mets captain. And I think the Mets lean on him a lot, along with Jeff McNeil and JD Davis and their pitching staff. I mean, did you say franchise player? Franchise player for sure. Okay. Future captain. Okay. I think they're going to keep him around like they did David Wright. Yep. You know, he's already taken the lead. He bought all the guys. Uh, uh, 9-11, you know, military cleats to wear uh, for, for that game. And I think uh, they've shown a lot of bright spots this year, and I'm, I'm glad to be a fan. I mean, there were 13 games below 500 at the All-Star break. They're going to finish above 500 with 85 wins. And, you know, they're just, they were five games out of the wild card, and those, those teams are a little ahead of the Mets so far. But I think the Mets are a team to watch out for next year for sure with Jeff McNeil and J.D. Davis. Je <coughs> Pete Alonso could... He will be the rookie of the year, and you know Je uh, Jacob Degrom could be the Cy Young winner. He's going against Hinjin Ryu and and Kershaw. I think he's going to get it. And Pete Alonso is a great guy to watch this year, and a lot of people respect him the way he plays. He's not <laughs> he's not just a long angle guy, but he also he also hits for a pretty good average. So I think uh, he's been fun to watch all year, Dean. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know I'm, I'm an Orioles fan myself, so really not a lot of baseball for me to watch and get into too much this year. But. Uh, <laughs> We have uh, got a little bit of shenanigans going on outside the studio. Right shenanigans now. here, a three one and five Stonehurst Court. You know, college yeah. house we live in here. All baseball guys. It's pretty <laughs> chill. When you say, "Didn't you spend a lot of time here?" Oh yeah, great, great place to spend the night. It's you know? a great time. Yeah, it is. Just a couple guys talking shop over the weekend. You know, shooting the breeze. Yep. Shooting the breeze. Time. Pete Alonzo, J D Davis, Jeff McNeil. You know, guys that I'm um, looking forward to with the Mets. And uh, Jeff McNeil had a great year. Three seventeen, twenty <coughs> twenty three on runs. Excuse me. You know, who do we got in the uh, wild card race? So we got the. Astros that clinched, uh, Oakland that is going to clinch a wild card, oh. and Tampa Bay yep. is going to clinch the other wild card. Those are two teams to look out for. Yep. They're not stacked on paper, but I think they're going to do damage in the playoffs. And they just they play to win. They have a lot of team chemistry. I mean, Oakland and Tampa Bay, when you say Dean, aren't, aren't powerhouses. No, I mean especially the Rays. You know, they have. They have <coughs> I want to say they have it uh, a lot tougher than other teams. You know, they're playing the AL East, probably the best division in baseball. Yeah, we could um, argue that. Yep. I mean, AL East, NL East. Definitely yep. Red, Sox, Red Sox had a bad year, but they're always good. They did. They did. But um, Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball. Absolutely. Blue, Blue Jays got a lot of Blue young, Jays, young they guys. They play spoiler. They play spoiler a lot of the time. You know? They got a lot of young guys yep. coming up. You they know, they got, a, they got a great base with their team right now. And in the years to come, I mean, Toronto could be the team to beat in a couple years in that division. Absolutely. I mean, Guerrero Jr., Boba Shett, uh, uh, 
I think he's the other one. Frank uh, Biggio. Yep. Biggio. Uh, uh, Kevin Biggio. Yep. Kevin um, Biggio. But I mean, you know, uh, Blue Jays always very well known for the farm system. That's right. Always well known. You know, the Mets <coughs> after the, when they the Mets had uh, R. A. Dickey coming off a Cy Young year, and they traded him. You know, they knew he, his time was going to be up, and they traded him after a Cy Young year to the Blue Jays. And the Mets got in exchange Travis Darno, who was a pretty good catcher for them for a couple of years when they made their their playoff run in 2015, yep. and Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. So I think that trade paid off. Syndergaard yeah. had a rough year, but he's still one of the better pitchers in baseball. So yeah, absolutely. You know, if he cleans it up a little bit, he's, he he could be an ace on the team, and you know, I'm looking forward to that. But that's a big trade. You know, the Blue Jays always have a good farm system. They have Anthony Kay from UConn that just got called up, pitcher, uh, left-hander, 94-97. Okay. He's gonna be he's gonna be one of the, he'll be one of their good pitchers coming up, and uh, they got a great young group of guys. So it's gonna be exciting to watch the Blue Jays coming up here. Who, who, Dean, who was your pick to uh, win the World Series? Uh, I mean, at the beginning of the year, if you had asked me, um, I did I did have to say I kind of I, I kind of like the Brewers, the Orioles. No, Orioles twenty twenty six World, World Series right. champions. You know? I would say you know coming <laughs> in, the Dodgers are always they're they're veterans in the playoffs. They've been to the World Series here for a couple of years now. I, I'm either I, I think it's going to be a Dodgers Astros World Series again. I, I I hate to say it, but I, I mean, who do you think's coming out of the NL? The, who's going like to be the Dodgers? I like the Bruce. You know, without Christian Yelich, are using that as as motivation. You know, you know Ryan Braun. Yep. Yep. Ryan Braun, Jonathan Scope, uh, Josh Hader out of the bullpen. I mean, they're very dangerous. And I mean, Milwaukee last year just falling short. Uh, what was it the uh, NLCS? Is, is that what they got beaten? Am I correct? That's that? right. And I'd also watch out for the Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. Cardinals, Cardinals are one of the best teams in baseball. Uh, they're always good in the postseason. Yep. And they got a lot of veterans. A lot of leadership. A lot of leadership on on the, on that in that clubhouse. So absolutely. Um, but the Braves, I thought the the Braves clinching the uh, the NL East. I mean, young group of guys, very powerful offensively. The pitching, the pitching is not there yet. I don't think. No. Mike Soroka, you know Julio Tehran. I don't think they have enough enough pitching in the playoffs. But their offense is going to guide them. Yes, absolutely. Offense, they are they are an offensive team uh, with a lot of backup from the defense. So, you know, you're looking at great fielders: Ozzy Albies, uh, Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, these these guys know how they play great. Great defensive ball game. It's just the pitching uh, is where you're going to find the holes, uh, the hole in the Atlanta. I Braves, think the uh, offense will Braves will help them in the playoffs, yeah. and hopefully their pitching can can hold teams to four or five runs, and their offense yep. might be able to produce. Absolutely, that's what you got to look for from the Braves. Uh, the Nationals just clinched uh, just clinched the wild card spot. Um, they kind of trolled Bryce Harper when they did so. They played a little flashback video of Bryce Harper uh, saying, uh, you know. One of his interviews when he when he first uh, signed with the team, you know, it's I want to do whatever I can to bring a uh, a World Series title back here to uh, the great state, great city of uh, Washington D.C. And sure enough, they played it, and they uh, I believe they quoted it in one way or another. He's yep. right. Yep. Yep. And, you know, Bryce Harper went to Philly. Uh, kind of didn't have a three hundred and thirty million dollar uh, you know contract. He didn't have he didn't have a year he was supposed to. Yeah, I think the Nationals are one of the better teams on paper. Uh, they have great pitching staff: Scherzer, Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, you know, Rendon. Juan Soto, you know, I think they're Trey Turner. I think they're one of the better teams in baseball and a team you do not want to face in the playoffs. No, absolutely not. And uh, just just to flash back to the Dodgers this year. Uh, you know, it, year in, year out, they prove that they can get there. But yeah. they they got they, 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 they can get the job done too. I, I think um, they're going to. I think they're going think to they win this year. I, I, maybe not this year, but they're. I think they're going to win a World Series. It might be this year. I think it's gonna be them and the Astros. And you know, the Yankees are really good, but I think the Astros have better pitching. And uh, I, I see the Astro Astros Dodgers again for another World Series. I, I like to see the um, the Yankees. They got a great bullpen. Dylan Batanza is out for the year though, but their starters got to got to give them five or six plus. You know their offense is going to be there. Yankee Stadium. You know anything can happen there. And who do they got? They got the Twins in the first round. Uh, twins in the second in, in the in the ALDS. Yeah. Twins in the ALDS. You know, remember the wild card game t- uh, two years ago with Severino. Yeah. The Twins exploded in that game. They ended up losing that game in the wild card, but yep. you know you know they're they're a dangerous team, and I don't think the Yankees want to play them. Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, I'm looking at the bracket right now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you my predictions here for the entire playoff bracket. Uh, I say the Tampa Bay Rays will beat the number four seed, uh, the Oakland Athletics, and Tampa Bay will move on to play Houston. I believe Houston will win in four in the ALDS. Uh, can't uh, not Kansas City? Excuse me, Kansas City sucks. Uh, the Twin City, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. I want to go ahead and, and say it now. Minnesota's moving on to the ALCS. And Minnesota's moving I on. I don't see the Yankees. I mean, I mean, Yankees, yes, great team. But, I mean, the Minnesota Twins, such a great year this year. A lot of good press, a lot of momentum, you know, coming back from, from last year. They, you know, didn't make the playoffs. I mean, having the year that they did this year, you know, they're, they're a younger team as well. Not too young, but some of the more key players 
you know, younger guys. You know, looking at the and, at the National League, yep. I I like Washington in this wild card game over the Brewers. I like I like okay. Washington, and I you know Washington will give will, will go to will give LA a run for their money here in the uh, NLDS. Yeah, you know I think it it's a seven game series. Am I right? Uh, no, five. Five, five in the NLDS, seven in the series. So, so it's five. It's one wild card game. Five, best seven. of five. Yep. And the DS best of five in the CS, and I think seven for the. So Warriors. I think Washington. Yeah. I think this game. I think it's going to go game four or five. Washington in Los Angeles. You know, I think Washington's a very good team. No, I'm sorry. It does you're right? You're right. It is a uh, the league championship series is a best of seven. Yeah, I mean, I think this game will go six or seven. Then six or seven. Changing my prediction. You know, I think Washington's very good, and I think LA so much. A lot of people expect a lot from them, and I think they're going to be uh, shell shocked right in the in the, first, in the second round. Excuse me, and I think the Dodgers will win that series, but it's going to be a tough one because Washington is good. Okay, yeah, they are. Uh, I see Milwaukee, you know, over uh, Milwaukee over Washington. You like Milwaukee the there? Yep. And LA is going to play Milwaukee. I believe Milwaukee is going to take LA to a game seven. Um, definitely in time. I mean, LA's got home field advantage, but like, I mean, just taking taking the number five seed to seven games in the champ- uh, excuse me, five games in the divisional series. Uh, I think a tall one. But I think, you know... I like Washington coming out of the wild card. Okay. You know, they might be the Dodgers. I like Washington. I think they got one of the better teams on paper. And they could see themselves in the NLCS. Can we agree on the Braves? You know, the... I like uh, the Braves. Over the Cardinals. Braves over the Cardinals. That's a bit tough. You know, know, the the Braves don't have a lot of postseason experience where the Cardinals do a lot of veterans on that team. You know, that one's going to be tough. That that one will go to five games. Okay. All right. Five games. Uh, World Series prediction? Washington or Dodgers out of the NL. Okay. I want to say, you know, my prediction right now, both take Washington and Houston. Okay. All right. I, I can see that happening. I mean, like I said, Dodgers prove that they choke every year. They get there and can't get the job done. I think the Braves... I think that takes the toll. That takes the, do- the toll. Mentally. Uh, in the head. Yeah, mentally. And I think, you know, a lot of guys in the clubhouse thinking, all right, we're here, you know, and they're going to be so worried about winning. not failing rather than winning that they will fail. And I, I, think, Wash- I think the Braves... Um, have one of the power, most powerful offenses in Major League Baseball, but I don't think they're going to get it done. Okay. I don't think they're there yet, but they're going to be in years to come. And I really like Washington out of the National League. All right. I, and at least, you know, I, I got to give them my support. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I like Atlanta here. I like Atlanta and Houston. That's, all, that's what I'm going to say. I Atlanta like Houston. Houston. I like Houston over the Yankees and the ALCS. I think it's going to be on the pitching in that one because both powerful offenses. And I think uh, my prediction for the AL MVP, Bregman, is going to come through and lead his team to the World Series. Okay. Uh, just a little MVP talk now. Uh, I mean, Yelich. Let's talk Yelich real quick. Getting hurt. Um, you know, I, I believe I've, if he was still playing, um, I'd, I'd cast my vote for him. But just seeing as he got hurt, unfortunately, you know, he hate to see that happen late in the season like with a guy like that that had a, you know, the slash line that he did this year. Um, I just I believe that his name should be withdrawn from that ballot. Uh, you know, most valuable player. It says it there. Most valuable player. Uh, you can't really... Uh, you can't be valuable to your team if you're not playing for them. That's right. And then the AL MVP predictions right now, I totally agree with that on Yelich. You know, if he was still healthy, and he, I believe that the MVP races are influenced by the playoffs. Okay. And how you how you handle yourself and play well and lead your team in the playoffs, because that's what it's about, you know, winning in the end. Yep. So the AL MVP predictions right now, Mike Trout and the Angels, Trout, best player in baseball, gets MVP votes a lot of the time. You know, the Angels, he's actually done for the, he was done for the year a couple weeks ago, but the Angels are horrible. And they're going. To, they're not going to win anything in his ten years. You know, he just signed a big contract. So Mike Trout right now has five first, first place votes. But I like Bregman here. He's got four second place votes. You know, Bregman's forty home runs, hundred ribbies. I think he's. I think he's my lock for the uh, MVP. Then Marcus Simeon and DJ LeMay, who both average guys. LeMay, who hitting well over three hundred. You know, I think he's a little sleeper for the AL MVP. But I think Bregman and how the Astros are doing and how they will do in the playoffs. And I think Alex Bregman is having a. You know. Very, very good year compared to what he's doing. Very good defensively there at third base. He's not a big guy, you know, not a, not a big launch angle guy, but I think, you know, he's one of the guys they lean on along with Altuve, and I think Bregman is my pick to get the AL MVP. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, Bregman, Bregman out of the AL, he's just a you know, key player on a, uh, key, player on a, key, on a key team. Uh, you know, going to the playoffs this year, you're looking at a World Series caliber, caliber team there with the Astros. He plays a, a big role in the clubhouse and on the team. Uh, I like AL or Bregman out of the uh, for the AL MVP. So award. the National MVP uh, right now, Cody Bellinger is having having one of his best year. Yes, as a Dodger, yes. he's got four first place votes, and then Christian Yelich has one. Uh, Anthony Rendon has five third place votes. I think Rendon is going to slip up, and Bregman's out of the discussion right now. You know, uh, another Yelich, sorry Yelich, and I think another. Sleeper for the NL MVP 
it has got to be Freddie Freeman. Yeah. You know, he's leading the Braves. He's the Braves' go-to guy, I would say. Uh, he's leading them into the playoffs. And I think he's, he's a veteran that's, you know, having a great year. And I think if he... Him and the Braves do do well. What is he hitting this year? He's hitting uh, 294. Two, 294. 38 home runs. 38 home runs. Uh, over 100 RBIs. Yep, 121 RBIs. Six stolen bases. He got 938 OPS. I don't think he gets much better than that. No, not at all. He's one of the best base runners in baseball. Yep. Doesn't steal a lot, but he's very smart. Uh, very good defensively. And I like Freeman here for the NL MVP. And I think it might go to Bellinger or Rendon, but I like Freddie Freeman here, and I think he's yeah. my sleeper pick for that. Definitely deserves to be thrown in the conversation. Definitely deserves to be thrown yep. in the conversation. Um, so I feel, I, mean, I feel bad for Yelich, but I, you know, I think it's it's fair that you know he didn't finish the year and he's not going to play in the playoffs. So I, I think it, it should be Bellinger, Rendon, and Freeman. Okay, yeah, I like it. I like that. And uh, out of the NL, you know, um, Cody Bellinger. I mean, it, it was him and Yelich all year. Yeah. And now that Yelich got hurt, I think all the votes slide to uh, slide to Bellinger there. But so I like Bellinger with the NL MVP and Alex Bregman with the AL MVP. Yeah, that's right. I totally agree. Dude. All right. Uh, for those of you that don't know, since I've been down here on campus, uh, I've acquired the name Dean. Uh, I want just, you know, you have any, I'm still kind of in the dark on how I got that name. You know, Blake coming in as a freshman. Yep. You know, we're about three or four weeks in the season now, in, the, in fall ball. And I think Dean has acquired, has been acquired as your nickname, you know, as, as Brennan Kennedy and Cole Reader. Like, to, they think you look like a Dean. So I, I, think a Dean <laughs> I think Dean is a funny nickname, and I think it fits you well. Yeah, well, so, yeah. so Dean, I embrace that. You know, I'm glad to have a name like that. It's pretty cool. So maybe, Dean. Maybe, Dean. Maybe for your fun fact, you know, my name's Blake Beal. I go by Dean. My name's Blake Beal. You know, I, your major. What's your major? Oh, biology. My name's Blake Beal. I'm a biology major. And a fun fact about me is my real name is Dean. <laughs> and that's I a good fun fact for you. It. Yeah, it's great. great so job. Dean, that's a dirty Dean. Yeah, now pitching on the mound. Uh, Dean is a freshman pitcher for us this year, and I think he's going to be going to be a key factor, you know, for us in midweek in conference play. So Dean, uh, how are you feeling so far about the year and you know, coming to Mount St. Mary's as a freshman? You know, from from Virginia, Maryland. Maryland. From, Western Maryland. From yep. Western Maryland. How how are you feeling so far about the team? You know, fall ball coming in as a freshman. Uh, let some of the viewers know how, how you're how you're dealing with. Uh, you know, fall ball so far. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, fall ball, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot right now. Uh, obviously, baseball is a favorite game to play. You know, I'm playing in college. Uh, very, very blessed and, and humbled to have this opportunity. Uh, you know, feel like I'm a good fit here at the Mount. Uh, and I'm just uh, I'm super glad to be here, you know, playing with a great group of guys. Uh, and I mean, last year, yeah, you know, you look us up. You're going to look at the schedule. You're going to see 15 wins, I believe. That's right, but we also finished yeah. 37th in the country in batting average at 294. Yeah. I mean, so the... The numbers are there. It's just the pitching area you know, wasn't there, but that's yeah. why we brought in three solid pitchers this year yep. as freshmen. Yep. Uh, you, um, Brett, and Luke are going to be yep. solid guys to add to our staff. Absolutely, and I think that's what we needed as a and as a program because our offense is going to be there providing for yeah. you guys. And um, injury, I mean, a lot of injuries on the team last year. A lot you know, of injuries that, that hurt took away. You that's know? right. Um, and I mean, you got you got guys coming back this fall, getting healthy, just now getting cleared off of uh, last year's injuries. Michael, you know, Ye- Ma- look, look to Michael Yetter, Michael yep. Kuipers, uh, Jordan Geber at the top of the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan Geber looks like our number one this year. Uh, you know, I'm excited uh, to see what Yetter can do. Potential draft pick this year would be great. Right. Potential draft pick. Scouts have been there. Yep. Watching, he's a 90 93. Yep. Little control problems, but I think he's going to work on that. I mean, and I yeah. think he's going to be effective in the he He's working hard. He's you know, spent a lot of time down the bullpen, you know, getting, you know, working out, doing, going through mechanics and drills, you know, stuff like that. How do you feel about the new velocity program that we're on? You know, at Mount St. Mary's, Coach Scott Thompson has bought into this new system here with the workouts. You know, we've been doing it with Joe in the morning and we got velocity training and it's more baseball oriented. How do you feel about all the heavy ball drills we do in the, in the velocity training? Uh, I, I think I think it's a uh, I think it's a big thing. You know, baseball's baseball's kind of starting to go that way with, to the uh, weighted ball route. I mean, a drive line's a big thing. Top velocity's a big thing. Um, and you know, uh, I don't actually know what the program we are called is on. Do you know off the top of your head there? Train smart. Train smart. Throw yeah. smart. Throw smart. Train smart. Um, a lot of two, two college World Series teams yeah. used it last year. Okay. I think it was a good investment for us, and I think it's going to get us on the right track. Yep. Three hundred sixty-five day program. We got to be healthy. And it it does. So if you're having a bad day, you know, if you're sore and stuff like that, what you do is you go ahead and enter that into uh, into enter the program. You know, my arms sore. You know, I'm not feeling good here in the hips or the legs. You know, what you do yesterday, what are you planning to do tomorrow? And it gives you a workout based off of you know your size, what kind of weight you push around, and how you're feeling. And I mean, I think that's great. It's going to help a lot of guys. You know, uh, stay off the IL. Um, yep, no more DL. We got the yeah, IL, the, the yeah. injured list. Uh, definitely, I mean, disabled list, injured list, same thing. I don't know why they had to change it. Uh, you know, a couple. I'd say this is a snowflake, gen- you know, generation. You know, we're not uh, disabled. Yeah, no, not disabled. You're injured. Yeah, so okay. I think that's how they look at it now. But I mean, I, same thing though. You know? Same thing. Same thing. I don't know. Same concept. Yep. 
Um, but anyways, yeah, so back to the program. You know, I, I like it. I think it's good. Uh, I think a lot of guys are seeing results. You know, uh, a lot of the staff's numbers are, you know, top in high 80s, talking 88, 89 tops. Tickling 90s. We yep. got a couple guys that are tickling yeah. 90s. 90. Sniffing it, dabbling. Dabbling, dabbling around 90, 91. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I look forward to, uh, you know, do this through the fall and in the off season here. Um, you know, come back in the spring, get ready, you know, get ready, get after it, and, uh, you know, start the season late February there. Um, looking forward to this year's uh, this year's schedule. Um, play a lot of good, a lot of good teams. Uh, I believe we got two two midweeks with Maryland. Uh, two midweeks with Maryland. That's yep. right. We got a George Washington. We're playing. Navy will be playing. Yep. Two games with Maryland. Um, we we start off the season with St. Bonaventure, then University of Maryland Eastern Shore, then we go to, we go out west and we go to California. Yeah, Looks we're, like we're, we're playing Cali with a, a couple games Good with UC Davis. Yep, uh, a couple games with Sacramento, uh, San Francisco, San Francisco. Yep. yep. Uh, and I think that that'll be a good a good test for us early yeah, in the year. Get us ready for Northeast Conference play. Yeah, and I mean that's pretty much it. And uh, conference play looks like it starts on uh, Friday, March twentieth, with a three game home series against uh, new member Mary Mac. Um, and then we got to show them what it's like to play yeah, in the Northeast Conference, be Division One program. Hopefully, I mean, we got the fans NEC, that- baby. The SEC is our sister conference. The, the, we are not the SEC sister conference. They are our. We sister are conference. the SEC of the North. We are, as as we like to say it here. Um, but yeah, so let me just jump back into uh, love football. You know, uh, seem to be having a pretty good fall right now. Uh, I got uh, two. I'm slated for two or three innings tomorrow for a little inter squad game. Like eight a.m. Yep. right and early at Walden right Family early, Stadium, you know, fresh at, out of bed. Eat at, so not E.T. Not Straw. E.T. E. Straw, e. e. Straw Family Stadium on the campus beautiful, of Mount Beautiful, Mount beautiful, beautiful, field. beautiful turf. we got a padded outfield wall. Hopefully get turf in the outfield. Yep. It's, uh, it's you know, a couple donations coming in. I, I look for you know, all the donors out there. Thank you very much for your generosity. Um, you know, every, every last penny helps. And, uh, you know, just appreciate that. Uh, Scott Thompson, manager, Skip, we know works hard trying to get, yep. uh, trying to get good things for the program. No, I believe, you know, E.T. Straw Family Stadium is one of the nicer Fields of Northeast Conference. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You know, going off of Wagner plays at a minor league stadium. Brian's got a nice grass field. I think E.T. Straw Family Stadium's got to be up there. Yeah. For one of the nicest facility fields absolutely. in the Northeast Conference. Honestly, maybe one of the nicer fields in the Northeast. Yeah, I, I, I can argue that. Um, but yeah, so like I said, uh, I'm having a good, good fun fall right now. You know, learning a lot. Uh, getting into, big into mechanics. You know, guys are great here. Uh, we're all pushing each other. You know, grinding in, day in, day out. Uh, but like I said, yeah, looking forward to have a, having a, a great year this year. A lot of, like I said, a lot of guys hungry uh, coming back from injuries last year that cut their season short. Um, and I think, I think this spring, we, you know, we're, we're definitely going to uh, shock some people who uh, think we're going to have another season like last year. You know, I think we're going to have Brody Van Wagenen's mentality with the Mets. Come get us. Yeah. You know, come get us. We're it's, here. Let's we're, we're here. Come get let's us. Play. Let's go. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be seeing us at Dodd Stadium in the, in the Northeast Conference playoffs, and we're trying to try to make a run there. And you know, at the end of the day, come get us. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Scott Thompson baseball, baby. Get him on. Get him over. Get him in. That's right. Couldn't and say it any better, Dean. Coach Coach G's baseball on the defensive side of the ball. Get out there. No earned runs. No earned runs. Let your defense work. And no co- earned and runs. Coach Carrots, we're gonna lead yeah. the country in extra base hits. Absolutely. You know, top of the order guys got to uh, be the average guys, yeah. and three, four, five hitters got to get them in. Yeah, absolutely. Look for uh, uh, Junior uh, Miles Nicholson to you know be top top ten, top five for top ten for sure, possibly top five in uh, stolen bases in the nation. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was leading the in the country in stolen bases at one point. Yep. Uh, he finished in the top five, but it looked for him to swipe a lot of bags this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, got fifth year super senior Von Parker. Is he the second or third? I, I still haven't. He, Von uh, Parker the second. Second, okay. He's a super senior third coming to play in third base. Yep. Was a former All Conference player. You know, had a rough patch last year, had a shoulder injury, but we're, we're going to lean on him as a, as a veteran there. Absolutely. And I think he can help us out in the middle of the order. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, Owen, you're a senior here. How's, what do you think about it? You know, you've been here for a season. You were a Juco bandit. That's right. Uh, just let, let, it, let me hear about the experience, man. Let, you know. So, so came here after junior college. Okay. I'm um, looking to play Division One ball. Yep. Talked to a lot of teams in the Northeast Conference, and I found the right fit at Mount St. Mary's. They gave me a preferred walk-on spot. You know, I came and earned it in the fall. And I think we, we, we played well as a team last year. We just couldn't get it done late, late yeah. in games. I mean, yeah, I watch, watch a lot of games. You would, you, would see it, you would see it in the seventh and eighth inning. We'd yep. give, our bullpen would give it up. But we were right there with every single team. You know, we took one from Brian. Almost, yep. almost we should have taken two. But I think our offense were there. We had, we had good leaders last year. And I think we're going to have good leaders this year. I think we got a good coaching staff. And I think we'll be excited to watch. Exciting team to watch this year for sure. 100%. Yeah. So, like I said, looking forward to the spring. Can't, can't get here uh, quick enough. Um, that said, we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, Mount St. Mary's men's basketball. So Mount St. Mary's men's basketball, second-year coach Dan Engelstad came from a Division three school in Southern Vermont. You know, he comes in last year. He's a high-energy guy. I think he's a very good coach. Mount had a lot of freshmen last year. They did have the rookie of the year, Vado Morse, on their team. And they were in every single game. They were one game out of the playoffs come March. And I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch this year. You know, it's a, it's a great atmosphere at the games. 
And I think they do a really good job. Coach Dan is high, high energy. You know, he likes moving the ball up and down the court. They like running the floor. And they got a couple good freshmen this year. I think Jalen Gibbs is one of the one of the fastest players uh, up and down the court. He's a transfer from Drake. But I think, you know, Vado Morse is a guy we lean on. And Omar Habwe, uh, the veteran leadership. Last year, they had one junior on their team. One, one upperclassman. You know, I think this year, the, the, last year, the freshman, you know, got involved. I think Vado Morse had a great year coming in as a sophomore this year. I think he's going to be an all-conference player. And I think they're going to have a great year this year. They got a couple tough games. They open up at Georgetown, and they end up going to Kentucky on February on, on uh, November 22nd. That's a big game in Kentucky. I think when they open up at Georgetown, that's going to be a close game. Yep. You know, Kentucky, a little strength of schedule action. Awesome. I think they're going to start off strong. I think Georgetown's a good, a good opponent to start off the year because the Mount is going to be an exciting team to watch this well, year. Yeah, and uh, they're about, a, about the 10 days before they play Kentucky. Got a little NEC Pac-12 matchup as they play at Washington. Uh, and they work their – so they go to – they play – at Washington, West Coast, uh, Tuesday the 12th, and looks like they start working their way back across the country. Um, they play at Lamar, which is, uh, I believe, in, uh, was that Louisiana, Texas? Uh, somewhere somewhere, somewhere around there. I think it's in yeah, Texas. Somewhere down south, yep. uh, at Lamar uh, on Friday, February 15th. They play at University Alabama Birmingham on the 20th. Those are uh, two winnable games, yep. I believe so. Yep. Uh, they play and then at, at Kentucky. Kentucky on the 22nd, and then they watch that game. They return home uh, for Tuesday, 26th, for a one game stand against Utah Valley. Uh, they play at Howard at Grand Canyon University. A little in-state rivalry coming yeah. up with the Loyola, uh, Loyola the, yeah. the Catholic Clash, as they call it here, Loyola. You like know, the, like last that. year we're at Loyola. This year they're coming to us. And then we got another uh, in-state rivalry with American. Then we're at Navy, and then we're home versus Coppin, and we're getting into the NEC play here. Yeah. So I think NEC play is going to be very interesting because we were one game out of playoffs last year. Didn't get off to a good start. They lost a lot of games in the last few minutes of the game. It's a very exciting team to watch. And I think the two key players to watch this year are definitely Vado Morris and Jalen Gibbs. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I mean, along with our coach Dan Inglis, I think he's a great guy. He's involved with he's involved with all the activities around campus. You know, he's active on our social media on Twitter. And I think he's a great coach, a great young guy we have here. And I think he's only going to get better. The Mount's only going to get better in years to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just looking off the last two stats, uh, they were 922 overall, but again, a couple key players, uh, sophomore shooter Matt Beck. That's right. Uh, I believe he uh, went up for redshirted last year due to, was that uh, a knee, knee injury? An, an injury. Yep. He's another exciting player to watch. Yeah. Matt Beck, you know, he's, he's a spot-up shooter. He's a three-point specialist. Set and wet, baby. Set and wet. Uh, it looks like, I mean, we put up 68 points a game last year. You know, good, good numbers. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, just... You know, I'm looking at some of these games here, and you know, fairly close for the most part. I'm talking like we shot 30 percent from three, not bad. That's above games, average. You know, eight to 12 point games. A lot of these losses that we had, you know, we were right there. You may, maybe some late pullaways and stuff like that. Uh, free throw percentage, 67.8. Some room for improvement this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, good, decent numbers last year. Uh, just got to pick it up a little bit more in the defensive end, I'd say. Uh, but other than that, I mean. Definitely, definitely looking forward to it. I'm excited year to from, get going here with Nazi Mary's men's basketball. Absolutely. Very excited. We got a good atmosphere at the Not Auditorium, so it's going to be exciting, exciting to watch this year. So up next, we got some uh, some NFL, NFL picks tomorrow. Picks. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna get this rolling. You know, big week five, week uh, four, yeah. week four coming up in the NFL. Yep, I believe so. Uh, I mean, let's talk about last week. I mean, how how did you do last week with your picks? You know, I think I think it did pretty well with the picks. You know, I did pick. I picked, you know, the, the Jets struggled last week against the Patriots. They put up some numbers. Their defense still looks good. But I think one of the big games last week was the Baltimore Ravens at Kansas City. Both two of the top teams in in the NFL. I'd say, you know, Ravens came in power ranked at seventh. You know, the Chiefs were number number two, I think, behind the Patriots. Yep. But I think both both powerful offenses had really good teams. Yeah. And Kansas City came out on top. And I think it's going to be another I, exciting I, week. I do. i got to give it to Baltimore. You know, playing in Arrowhead against a, uh, you know, top-tier NFL team. Uh, kept it within five, 33-28, I believe, something like that. Um, you know, I think Baltimore is expected to, uh, the spread was up around 10, yep. 10 points, I think, 10, 11 points, and they cut that down to five. You know, Baltimore hung with them. And this last Thursday, it was, a, it was a great game to watch. It was yeah. the Packers-Eagles. You know, Eagles, it was a must-win for them, I think. Matt LaFleur, that is on you, my friend. That, that game is on you. You have, you know, you're late in the game. You need to run the ball, a because about I think there's a just under two minutes left. Under, just under two minutes. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of time for the Eagles to get down, you know, and and punch in a field goal to win. Um, you know, run the ball. What are you, what are you throwing the ball for the three yard line? You have eleven professional athletes out there. You're telling me you can't get a, you can't move a ball six feet in four yeah. four plays. Yeah, well, the offense only got to carry them there. I mean, that that also falls on Aaron Rodgers. It does. We got we got to run the ball there, and also reminds me of the Patriots Seattle game. Yeah, what about Super Bowl. Picked what, them up? what Super Bowl was that? Forty. 49? Oh, no, something like that. Someone, someone, someone out there researching it back to us. But you know, it was uh, the same play call. It yeah. was kind of like a, a quick slant coming in. 
Yep. Kind of like almost a, almost a pick play. Yep. You know, Rodgers looked at his first guy. The tight end was open though on the break. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. play. All by himself. You know, he he forced it in there to the wide receiver, and it was picked off. Yeah. All right. So let's get go ahead and uh, get to this week's picks. All right, Owen. Let's uh, let's go ahead and look at uh, week six. So let's tomorrow, one o'clock game. We got Redskins Giants. No, Daniel Jones had a big last week for the Giants. I think he's he's a, he's a good addition for them. I think they it was very a very good job of uh, Shermer giving him a start. And I think the Redskins Giants is you know a division rival. And I think the Giants, you know, it's going to be a close game because Saquon is out. So it's going to be Wayne Gallman as the starting running back. And I, I like I like Kirk Cousins. In the Redskins here, but I think the Giants, you know, coming off a big win last week, Daniel Jones got some confidence. I think he's gonna, you know, ease off this week. He had a really big week last week. I don't think highly of him. I think he's, a, I think he's gonna be a good fit for the Giants. You know, I, I like the Redskins in this one. I do too. I mean, I think uh, Saquon Barkley actually last week's game really with a that's a big loss. I think he is the, you know, he's the center for the Giants' offense, and you know, uh, not you know losing him over the week with a very fresh quarterback. Against you know veteran Kirk, quarterback uh, Kirk Cousins and the Redskins in a, a conference conference game I believe. Yeah, conference game. NFC East. East. NFC, NFC East. East. NFC East. North. I don't know. Yeah, you guys get on that one too. NFC East. Okay, NFC East. We're gonna go ahead and say that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like the Redskins in this. You know, I think they're gonna. You know, they relied a lot on Saquon, and I think Daniel Jones is gonna throw the ball to win this game. But I think you know Kirk Cousins and the Redskins are gonna come out out on top. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to our next game, looks like we have uh, Kansas City traveling to Detroit uh, for one o'clock matchup with the Lions. Uh, go ahead. What you, you, know, you know, the Chiefs are one of the the best offenses. I think they're the best team in the NFL. But you know, the Lions are undefeated. They are. Lions are three zero and one coming in. I believe two zero and one, three zero and one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I, I mean, I I don't want to say I like I like the Lions to win this game, but you know they had they had a big win uh, two weeks ago against the Eagles. You know, they're going to come out fire, and I think this is going to be closer than the spread has them. You know, I think Kansas City will come on top in this one, but the Lions are going to show us that, you know, they're no joke this year. I think Matthew, Matt Stafford is a solid quarterback behind center. You know, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than we think it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that said, I, I like the Chiefs in this one. The Chiefs are rolling, you know. They are uh, undefeated, I believe. Chiefs are undefeated, that's right. I think, I think okay. they might go undefeated yeah. for the rest of the year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, like I said, you know, great, great quarterback. Uh, commands an offense very well. Um... I, I, I do like Kansas City in this one. Lions are a great team. Uh, Fort Hill High School alum, Ty Johnson, uh, is shooting up, he, you know, number 31 for the Lions in the halfback role. Uh, great guy, like I said, Fort Hill alum. Uh, you know, wish the best of luck to him this weekend and throughout the rest of the season. Uh, he's put up some great numbers so far this year. Uh, great numbers for a rookie, very quick guy. Uh, comes in, does his job well. But uh, that said, Kansas City, I look, for, I look for Kansas City to win this game. So we're not going to look at every game here. So up next, we got a big game at 1 o'clock tomorrow. We got the Browns at the Ravens. A little divisional divisional game here. Baker Mayfield, you know, taking a lot of, a lot of hate on, on a lot social media. Yeah, a lot of you know, press. I think they're, they're expected to be really good this year. But I think that's a wrong way to look at them. You know, they got a, they got a really good team on paper. They got a lot of, a lot of superstars on that team. I think the chemistry's got to come through. You know, I think, you know, Mayfield's got to prove to us, you know, that he's going to guide this team. And I think it's, this is a good, going to be a stepping stone year for them. But, you know, the Ravens are one, one of the best teams in football. Yeah. I look for, uh, I look for Baltimore to win this. Uh, you know, at the, at, at M&T Bank, home field advantage, 1 o'clock game. Uh, you know, looking to bounce back off of last week's loss to the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I, I look for I look for Baltimore to win this. Uh, right now, it looks like we are calling... Uh, we got Tom, a special guest coming yeah, on the show. Special guest, Tommy Esposito. Uh, you know, a Ravens hoping, fan. Hoping he picks up. Hoping he picks up here and tries to get Big, big football guy. So we're hoping to get, you know, him the way. Tommy Esposito, thanks for joining the show here on Shooting the Breeze. We're talking about the Ravens hosting the Browns this year. You know, thanks for coming on the show. Zito, Zito is my co-host on Second Take. Zito, what's your take on the Browns coming in facing the Ravens? And we just talked about how the Browns have one of the better teams on paper, but they haven't come through this year. You know, they got a lot of, Baker's taking a lot of hate from the media. You know, they got a good team, but the Ravens are one of the best teams in football. Zito, what's your take on this weekend? You know, the Browns are coming in to play the Ravens. Well, the Browns are coming in skinny a little bit. As we all know, they, uh, they had a rough game against the Rams where they lost about, they about a touchdown. But um, I think the Ravens came out firing um, after a tough loss to the Chiefs. I think Lamar Jackson will find his way to throw the ball. But uh, honestly, the big question is, is will Baker Mayfield and Odell and Jarvis Landry better find, you know, find, find a sink? 
yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to see. You know, the Browns have a really good team, but, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league this year. He's got to throw the ball this week to win the game, I believe, because, you know, the, the, uh, the Browns have a nice, you know, they're gonna, I think they're going to hold the run. I think they're going to have a QB spy out there. And I think, uh, you know, their, their defense is pretty good as we, as, as we see. So I think, you know, Baker Mayfield, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to a, I want to say, you know, it's going to be a 14, under a 14, under a two-score game. You know, I think Baker Mayfield's got to come up and he's got to take control. And I think he's got to prove to us that the Browns are, you know, taking a stepping stone this year. And I'm excited to see what Odell's doing this year. And I'm excited to see how Mark Ingram and the Ravens do this. Like, I think we got the Ravens winning this game, Dean. Uh, Zito, any other take on this game this weekend? Are you, what are you looking for in the Ravens' offense? And how do you see the final score? Well, it's great as offense. I mean, I think the Lamar Jackson, I think he's proved himself already this year, and a bit last year, but so far this year. You don't see the rough game in Kansas City, but that game against Miami, I understand it's only Miami. But even against the Cardinals, who are a decent team, you know, he threw for over 200, 300 yards, and he has seven touchdowns, no interceptions so far. So, and he's been great on his legs. He's, he's averaging 99 yards per carry on the ground as well. So even if Cleveland stacks off the QB spy, there's nothing saying you can't throw against this. As of now, we clean on defense. So I'm looking for the Ravens to be strong in the passing game. Once again, I do not expect them to have 41 passing attempts like last week. But I expect them to have a 70% completion percentage, and I expect Baltimore to win 21-17. Yeah, I like that. I like that score. I, I'm actually going to go against this. You know, I think the Ravens are going to win the game, but I think the Ravens are going to win by two scores. You know, it's a hostile environment here in Baltimore. You know, I think the Ravens, like we said, they're power ranked. You know, in, in the top ten, I believe. And you know, what are your three? You know, the 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 Browns coming in. You know, not really experienced as a new team so far. I got a lot of team chemistry. Freddie Kitchens is is not doing a very good job. Their offensive line isn't very good. You know, the Ravens have a very good rush defense. What are your three keys to the game as as uh, Coach Harbaugh? Oh, well, for the ones, yes, you mentioned the offensive line, that's the blitz. The Ravens leave the NFL and blitzes per defensive down. So, Ravens blitz on over 50% of their defensive plays. So, if you can get the Baker Mayfield and force him to some, uh, some bad decisions, that's huge. Yeah. On offense, it's to stick to the, it's to stick to the passing game. Yes, we're no for running the ball, but get Lamar Jackson comfortable. Get him comfortable. I know, and I was like, oh, he's just a running back. If you, if you can get Lamar Jackson comfortable in the pocket, get him a pocket to throw, and get the passing game strong, he will have a good game. And lastly, is when, is when the turnover battle. Whoever wins the turnover battle will win this game because I have it's a one possession game. Whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win this game. You know, I, I, got, I got the Ravens winning here. Uh, 28-17. Uh, Zito, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. As you all know, Zito is my co-host on Second Take. It's a sports talk show here in Emmitsburg, Maryland on 89.9 uh, Emmitsburg. Uh, Zeke, Zeke, thanks for joining us. And Dean, any closing words here? Uh, yeah, just uh, Tommy. Uh, Joseph, you guys want to, if you just want to tell the award-winning listeners of the show just a little bit about yourself, uh, that way, you know, they, just, they get to know you. It looks like I'd like to have you as a regular on the show, uh, just as well as O-Town. So Zeke, just tell me, just, you know, quick 30-second recap about yourself. Hi, of course, you guys. Yes, I am doing a talk show with Owen on 89.9 Emmitsburg Radio. And what we're talking about is basically we're just sports. We'll play a little bit of, like, you know, pop culture music and the kind of music you guys want to listen to. And we'll just talk about life as well. We'll have some guests on. We'll talk about college football, weather, football, baseball. We can do sports talk with a little bit of music mixing. But I'm on a baseball team with a bunch of the guys that come on the show as well as Owen. And so we have a lot of fun with the show. It's a great time. We can, it's open. We'll get some really cool people on the show. And, yeah. Absolutely. All right, Zito, well, appreciate your time tonight, and uh, I will see you tomorrow, bright and early. Yeah. You have a good night. Th- thanks, thanks for coming on the show, Z. All right, so uh, next up, yeah, it looks like we have ourselves a little bit of a uh, Divisional AFC matchup. East. AFC matchup. East, we got the Bills. We have the Patriots going to Buffalo. You know, a hostile environment. They love snapping tables there. Bills, you know? Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. You know, the Bills are undefeated. They're 3-0 along with the Patriots, 3-0, and I think, you know, uh, Josh Allen has has an easy road so far. You know, you put the Jets, Giants, and Bengals. Yeah, you know, three teams. No real competition. Three teams that you got to beat. You know, the Patriots' defense has really showed up this year. Only allowed seventeen points all season through three games. Uh, that's about six points a game, a little bit less. Uh, about the really about five point three three points a game. Um, you know, I look for I look for the Patriots to win this game. Obviously, I mean, just so far. Uh, the New England Patriots scored 106 points all season compared to Buffalo Bills, 66. Um, and Buffalo has allowed a great deal of points this year, too. Uh, 47 points allowed through three games. I mean, the Patriots, I think, are going to be all over that. Uh, looks like the spread for this game, according to Vegas Insider, is the Patriots minus 7 with the over-under set at 42.5. Um, I like the over in this game, and I like the Patriots covering the spread in this game. You know, the, the keys to the game for, for, for Buffalo is their defense gotta, their defense got to hold up. Josh, Josh Allen's got to run the ball. You know, I think the Buffalo defense has got to hold Tom Brady, you know, as much as they can. And I, the, one of the keys for the Patriots is their defense has got to, you know, put a QB spy on Josh Allen. You know, they've been finding ways to win ball games late. You know, it's going to be an interesting one. I got the Patriots, 
you know, maybe two-score game here, you know, in Buffalo. And, you know, it could go either way, but I think the Patriots are going to be on top, you know, for one time in a while. The Patriots' defense is, is very is very good. You know, their offense is all, always explosive. You put anyone on their team and they're going to be an all-star. You know, I think Belichick, you know, the best coach in football, and I think Tom Brady is going to get it done here in Buffalo. But I think Buffalo, you know, 3-0, and it's going to be it's going to be one of the better games of the week. Buffalo is no joke this year, and I, I like Josh Allen. You know, I think it's going to be, you know, as we said, what's spread seven. I think we'll take the over in that one, but I think it's going to be a, an interesting game here in Buffalo. What do yeah. we got next, Dean? Uh, I think we're going to have, go ahead and uh, switch gears here to the uh, the NFC North with the Vikings visiting the Bears. Um, both two is, and one. Yep, both two and one. Uh, I mean, the Bears, Mitch Trubisky, you know. I don't like uh, the Bears. You don't like you know, I don't think Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback. I mean, they, quarterback. I mean, they scored three points in their in their first game. I believe it was um Thursday night football. Yep. I don't think the Bears have a good offense. I think their defense carries them. And in this one, I think the Vikings. You know, the Vikings can win this one with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. I think that the Bears are not good offensively to to hang with the Vikings. I think the Vikings defense is is good too. So I think I think it's not going to be a defensive game so much. Maybe you know the Bears need their defense to step up, but they also need Trubisky. You know, throw the ball, throw the pigskin, as we say, a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, I like the Vikings on this uh, coming out on top on this one, um, and I think it's a must win for both teams. But I, I like the Vikings in this one. Okay, I mean, I, I got to disagree with you here. I like the Bears at Soldier Field. You know, uh, two and one. Looking, the Bears are looking to you know one of this game drops to last place uh, in the NFC North. Um, I like the Bears here. Uh, I mean the money the the money line is Chicago minus one twenty eight, but the spread here Chicago minus two and a half. So I mean we're looking at a close game here. Um, the the over under is thirty eight points. I do like. I got the under. You got the under. Thirty eight points. I got the under. Well, pretty good defensive squad. The Bears are not really good offensively. Uh, I think their defense is going to have to carry them this week as as every week. Okay. Um, I take the under them. I think it's going to be a. You know, 21-10, 21-14 ball game. Okay. Uh, and I like, as I said, I like the Vikings in this one. I think I, I think I will take, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the over here. I, I think this game's going to turn out maybe like a little 35-28, 35-31 game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like, it looks here, uh, Vikings have allowed 47 points through three games. Uh, the Bears have allowed 39 points through three games. But the Vikings offense putting up some good numbers there. Uh, 78 points. For them over the season, looks like uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, getting the job done. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I mean, Packers three and one, and uh, I'm just going to looking at uh, the division on division standings here. Uh, Packers two and zero. Oh. I look for them to, like I said, drop that game to Kansas City, move to three and one. Uh, looks like we're going to have a three way tie here, possibly. Who do the Packers play this week? Or they've already Packers. played. Excuse me, they've already played. Yeah, yeah I apologize for that. Uh, Packers are three and one now. The Lions probably are going to drop to two and one. Uh, the the Vikings drop to two and two, and the Bears three and one. Bears and Packers are going to be in first place for the. Uh, That's right. I think the Lions. Week. The Lions could drop here to, to third of the division. Yeah, but like I said, uh, spread on the game is uh, Bears minus two and a half. Uh, Over under is thirty eight, and it looks like uh, the public spread betting wise, eighty uh, percent of the public has placed bets on Minnesota uh, to you know either you know. Either cover the spread or cover take the over under one. Uh, Chicago twelve percent have bet on Chicago to uh, cover the spread. Um, put me down on that twelve percent. Okay, you know we'll put I'll you down that. Yeah. And then we got a uh, a little Sunday night football action. We got the Cowboys versus the Saints. You know both powerful one, two of the best teams in football. In my prediction, I think the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East this year. You know, you know the Saints could be could be back in the Super Bowl. You know, I, I like. I want to say I like the Saints in this one. You know, I can't guard Mike, Mike Thomas, and the guy Alvin Kamara, who's, you know, trouble guarding, you know, the swing routes, you know, the wheel routes. Uh, he's, he's the, I think, one of the best running backs in football. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a high-scoring game. Both defenses aren't, aren't powerful. But, you know, I like the Saints in this one. And I, I like to see what, you know, Dak Prescott does. I'm, I'm not high on him, but I think he, he's, you know, he's, he's proven himself this year. And I think the Cowboys-Saints could, could be two teams that are uh, – you know, fighting for that for that uh, Super Bowl spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I uh, I gotta say, you know, I like the Cowboys here. I like the Cowboys in this game. You know, undefeated. Uh, their defense is great. You know, led by Van Der Esch. Uh, they've allowed forty four points to three games. Saints. The Saints have allowed eighty two points to three games. Uh, but uh, the Saints are hurting. Drew Brees obviously out. Uh, you know, he's out for I believe uh, six, looks like six to eight weeks. That's right. Uh, that's definitely going to hurt him. But you know, um, let's look at the spread on this game. And uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, let you guys know. Uh, if I can find it here, it doesn't want to show up. Let's see. But yeah, I do like the Saints, uh, excuse me, the Cowboys in this game. You know, for uh, Dakota Ray and Prescott to lead the Cowboys to a 4 0 start here after five weeks. Um, 
they put up 97 points so far through three games. Pretty impressive. And uh, let's see. I don't know if I can get anything. Yeah, this is going to be the best game of the week, in my opinion. No, best game of the week. You know, it's going to be a high-scoring game. The the spread's got to be got to be less than five. Yeah, Uh, spread two and a half. Minus two and a half. Cowboys. Cowboys minus two and a half. Wow. I think I think I think the Saints will cover. Um, I like the Saints in this one, but these two teams are are very powerful offensively, and it's going to be an exciting one to watch uh, on Sunday Night Football. Can't get any better than that, Dean. Absolutely, not at all. Uh, I mean, we'll definitely be tuning in and. Let's see. Let's double check here. It looks like the spread is Dallas minus two and a half. The over/under set at forty-seven. Um, I look for this game to surpass the over surpass easily. The yep. Easily. Um, I like. I mean, I don't know. I like Dallas. I like Dallas covering the spread too. I look for this to be a, uh, a ten-point ball game. Yeah, you know, I, I totally agree on that one. I, you know, could, Dallas could could win by ten, but it's going to be. You know, exciting to see without Drew Brees how they handle themselves, the Saints, and I think Sean Payton's gonna come up. It's gonna come down to out coaching who's gonna you know who's gonna out coach one another, and I think you know Sean Payton is gonna come out on top of this one. It's gonna be a good one to watch. I think it's gonna be both high scoring, and uh, you know I like these. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So uh, there you have it. There is episode number four of Shoot the Breeze. Thank you for tuning in, Otal. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, I'll be on again. You know, you'll yeah. be you'll, you'll be coming on a second take. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been fun here at the Stony, and uh, you know, it's it's my pro- privilege coming on the show and talking sports with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you. Look forward to having you back soon. All right, guys. Stay safe out there. Love you guys. Peace.